0: Hello again, friends, and welcome to an emergency installment of the SCO Show, probably a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network and brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for the second time today, Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. And we are doing an emergency installment because, well, these are different and challenging times and we're seeing that start to play out. In the NFL, as teams report back for the start of training camps and players have getting tested for COVID-19, players are also facing the decision of whether to play in the season ahead. And to that end, we had a number of notable names, number of notable Patriots decide to opt out. So we're going to dive into that quickly today. Before we do, your usual reminders, which you probably know by now. Follow on the Bird app at Mark Schofield. Check out the work. Matt Waldman's rookie scouting portfolio. Not one, not two, but three. SB Nation websites. Big Blue View. Bleeding Green Nation. And of course, right here at Pat's Pulpit. And yes, Touchdown Wire. Where Doug Ferrar and I are working our way through our own top 101 players in the National Football League. I dropped my quarterback rankings today over a Touchdown Wire my top 11 with the honorable mentions. And I will say. When we started this exercise, the first position group we did, Doug took the top 11 slot corners. And as a criteria for weeding in and out the players at that position, he looked at guys that 50% of their snaps were in the slot. And so we could sort of use that as a benchmark. If you got 50% of your team's snaps at a given position, you were eligible for this list. And I was quite thankful for that when we got to the last position group, quarterbacks, because two quarterbacks that might have made this very difficult for me failed to meet that 50% threshold. Ryan Tannehill and Matthew Stafford. Neither of those guys hit that 50% mark. But had they made it, I would have faced some really difficult decisions. Do you put Ryan Tannehill in there based on one season of great play? Do you put Matthew Stafford in there? A guy that I have a serious off spot for. And in all likelihood, Stafford would have made it. Tannehill would have been on the outside looking in. I probably would have pushed Kirk Cousins off the top 11 because he came in at number 11. But thankfully, I didn't have to go down that road. So check out, check out all those pieces. We got our top 101 coming. I believe Wednesday that's going to drop. And then I'm going to mute my notifications for the next... 14 days or so. I'm going to self-quarantine my notifications. But let's get to the task at hand because as mentioned at the outset, NFL players have under the new agreement with the NFL and the NFLPA until August 3rd to decide to opt out. And players that opt out, they will be placed into one of two categories, either a high-risk category or a non-high-risk category. And players placed into that high-risk category are eligible to receive $350,000 over the next year, whereas the players in the non-high-risk category, $150,000. And we've had some notable names opt out. We'll start with non-Patriots. Laurent DeVerne tarif the offensive guard for the Kansas City Chiefs. I talked about him earlier. He is a medical doctor in Canada. And in his statement he outlined why he's going to opt out of this season. Quote, This is one of the most difficult decisions I've had to make in my life, but I must follow my convictions and do what I believe is right for me personally. This is why I have decided to take the opt-out option negotiated by the league and the NFLPA and officially opt out of the 2020 NFL season. Being at the front line during this offseason has given me a different perspective on this pandemic and the stress it puts on individuals and our healthcare system. I cannot allow myself to potentially transmit the virus in our communities simply to play the sport that I love. If I am to take risks, I will do it, caring for patients. And... I think it goes without saying, but a tremendous amount of respect for the decision the guard, the doctor has made here. Some other players that have chosen to opt out, they include Kyle Peckle, defensive tackle for the Broncos, Caleb Brantley, defensive end for Washington football team, which still is taking a little bit of getting used to saying, Maurice Kennedy, corner for the Cowboys, DeAnthony Thomas, wide receiver for the Ravens, Chance Wormack. Guard for the Seahawks. And more names will probably come out over the next couple of days. But this is a Patriots show. And by a wide margin, the Patriots have had the most players to date decide to opt out. Now, some names we've already talked about. Najee Turan, Dan Vitale, Marcus Cannon, who was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after a physical at the scouting combine in 2011 revealed some il- irregularities. But the two names that dropped today brought me to the microphone. First is Brandon Bolden. Obviously a running back, core, mainstay, special teams player. And somebody that from time to time has been relied upon for what he can do in the backfield. They trust him with what he can do in pass protection and blitz pickup. They trust him as a receiver out of the backfield. So he's a you know, spot-type player in the offensive backfield. And in what might be a new-look offense, you could imagine a scenario where Bolden takes on more of a role as a running back, perhaps, than anything else. Especially, there are questions about Sony Michelle and his comeback from the foot surgery that he's had. But Brandon Bolden has decided to opt out. And then, of course, the big one, Dante Hightower, who... Let's face it, I mean, you can say what you want about Patrick Chun, you can say what you want about Stephon Gilmore, you can say what you want about Devin McCourty. Chun has been the heart and soul of this defense pretty much since he's been on this team out of Alabama. And I wrote this over a touchdown wire first when I talked about him as one of the top 11 off-ball linebackers in the game, and then just today on a little COVID opt-out tracker I put together. There's a strong case to be made for, in each of their last three Super Bowl wins, if Hightower wasn't the all-out MVP, he was darn near close. You think about Super Bowl 49. Everybody remembers the Malcolm Butler interception. Tremendous play, of course. But don't forget that that was set up by Hightower, complete with a torn labrum in his shoulder, and as somebody that has a torn labrum in both shoulders, I cannot fathom what it took for him to do this, but he stopped Marshawn Lynch at the goal line to set up the Butler interception. My shoulders, I took a week off, as you know, at the beach last week. I did a little chest workout at home Monday night, and every time I bring the dumbbells back down when I'm benching or doing an incline, you can just hear, it's like, My kids, when we get a package from Amazon and they start walking on the bubble wrap and you hear that pop, 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 that's my shoulder. That's my right shoulder as I come down. Pop, 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 pop. That's what a torn labrum does. Now, I'm not playing in the National Football League, so I've just decided to forego surgery and live with it. But I couldn't imagine stopping Marshawn Lynch at the goal line with the game on the line, the strength that that took. And then Super Bowl 51, the comeback against Atlanta. The strip sack of Matt Ryan. Just a huge play at that moment. And then finally, Super Bowl 53, obviously not the biggest offensive game. Julian Edelman wins MVP, but Hightower had three tackles and two huge sacks of Jared Goff in that game. And when you went to their newsstand, to CVS, to the grocery store to get your commemorative Sports Illustrated, it was Hightower on the cover after one of those sacks. With that huge jump in the air, that post-sack celebration after he brought golf to the turf. And when you think about the fact that this is a defense that has lost now, basically, they're three linebackers from last year. Kyle Van Noyes in Miami, Jamie Collins is in Detroit, and now Dante Hightower is choosing to opt out. That's a lot of talent to replace. That's a lot of production to replace. And, of course, look, the Patriots have options behind those guys. You know, you look at their linebacker room right now. Juwan Bentley, who was lost for last season, you're going to rely on him perhaps? the You know, then what? Brandon Copeland, Anthony Jennings, a rookie. I mean, Landon Roberts, no longer a Patriot. Brandon King, who's mostly been a special teams player. Therese Hall, they've got a weakness now at the linebacker spot. And if you think back to last year, that was a strength. This was a great defense at all levels, but linebacker was a strength in addition to the secondary. Now it's a question mark. So this is going to put a lot of stress on this secondary. You know, you have questions up front with pass rush. You hope Chase Winovich can take a step forward. John Simon can contribute from time to time off the edge. Maybe Josh Ushay gives you something off the edge as well. The Michigan kid, the second round pick. But, these are some big question marks to deal with. But it's just another reminder that these are strange and interesting times. And these won't be the last names to opt out. I'm sure there will be more names that will come. There might be more Patriots that will follow within this lead, And it goes without saying, but we wish... Everybody that's made this decision, all of the best for them, their families, their loved ones. This is a tough decision. And I just, I do want to say, because you have seen rumblings on social media and elsewhere that these players are being selfish. That they're overpaid babies for opting out. This is a deeply personal decision. And I've seen some say things like, well, if they get it, they won't get sick. They won't die You know, the fatality rate is so low. It's not a decision that they're making just purely for themselves. Dante Hightower is an infant at home. And we are still in the infancy stages of learning about COVID-19 and what it can do to the human body, even for those that survive as a Red Sox pitcher who has developed a heart condition after contracting COVID-19. We're still learning about what this can do to the human body, to people of all ages. And yes, say Dante Hightower hypothetically plays this season, contracts COVID-19. He's fine. He lives through it and passes it to his infant son. Maybe nothing happens. But is that a risk that he should be forced to take? And so... At some level, it might be frustrating when you see players on your favorite team decide to opt out. But try to understand that it is a difficult decision for them. They have to consider their loved ones, those around them, whether it's a child, a spouse, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling. These are complex issues that people are dealing with. These are human issues that people are dealing with. And I would just hope that everybody can support these players, regardless of team, that decide to go down that path and opt out of the season head because of medical concerns, whether for themselves, like Marcus Cannon, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, or others around them. And so that would do it for this quick little emergency installment. I'll be back later this week. Um, Hopefully, to talk about better news. I will say, Taylor Swift dropped Folklore while I was on vacation, and man, that's been quite the soundtrack for the past week of my life. It's a tremendous album. You should check it out. Until next time, friends, take care of each other, take care of your loved ones, wash those hands, and as you do, sin along and bless those Patriots' reigns down in Foxburg.